0: Welcome to SonaCast, a podcast from the team at Sona Nanotech Inc. Sona's unique gold nanorods will power next generation diagnostic devices and medical applications. In every podcast, we seek to learn more about our industry with expert insight and special guests. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of SonaCast. This week, our guest is Kristin Sederquist, a research scientist at DCN Diagnostics in California. SONA CEO Darren Rolls talks to Kristen about her day-to-day role as a scientist at the forefront of lateral flow research and development, and the future of the technology.
1: So my name is Kristen Cedarquist, and I am a research scientist at DCN Diagnostics, which is in North San Diego County, California. Um, what DCN does is we take um, our client's inputs, it's custom lateral flow development, and we develop a lateral flow assay around what they want. So drugs of abuse, infectious disease, non-infectious disease, um, agricultural samples, soil, food, milk, water, um, all sorts of different samples. If it's liquid or it can be made into a liquid form, we can test it. Um, so we have at any given time, I'd say 10 to 15 lateral flow projects going on. Um, so. Sometimes the client just wants to transfer to manufacturing. Sometimes they want to start from the very beginning. So we as research scientists, we handle all of that.
2: Wow. And this, um, you guys sound pretty busy, uh, you know, from a day to day basis then having to deal with so many clients, which is great news. Um, so what, so you mentioned you're a research scientist. So what, so what does your day to day role involve? Um, give me, give me a typical day of, uh, Kristen, or I guess it probably changes day to day, I guess.
1: Oh, it does um, definitely. So the first first thing is coffee. That's always the most important thing. <laughs> um, but beyond that, I mean, beyond that, we always have coffee at DCN available um, because I'm not the only one who likes to partake. Um, but there, it does vary. Um, so we were always, you know, we're, we're constantly focused on our detection methods. So we're always conjugating particles, and that can be um gold, different colors of latex or cellulose, nanobeads, um, and then even fluorescent particles like europium uh, nano and microspheres. So we, we're always doing conjugation. Um, we're always uh, preparing materials, so striping antibodies onto nitrocellulose membranes for testing. And then we're actually doing the testing itself. So we're working in blood, in fecal matter, in urine. Um, in plasma, tears, through your spinal fluid, there's always something fun and interesting out on the bench and sometimes some interesting Uh, (laughs) smells. So we're always, we're up and around. We've got, we really do get right in there with biological testing. So we make all of our materials at DCN, all the materials required for lateral flow, um, sample treatment pads. Uh, And then it's a hierarchy. So we have, you know, those are dependent on our buffers. So we have to make you have to make the buffers and then you have to make the raw materials and then you have to treat the pads and only then can you put the test actually together and test so we're always in in some sort of the area of making materials and testing materials
2: wow and within your day-to-day stuff so do you, do you get the do you get the opportunity to do all those things or do you are, do you have like a, a set part of that whole process that you particularly focus on
1: Oh, no, we, we do it all. Um, so um, some people might be caught in sort of a, not caught, but um, in a phase two or later phase um, stage projects. So they're mainly doing, they're they're not really looking at screening sample pads or looking at sample treatments or conjugate pads. Their assay has been worked out. And so they're just involved with, you know, lot-to-lot testing and batch-to-batch variability. Mm. Um, for me... Right now i actually started a new project yesterday so i am in the very early stages of screening you know antibody concentrations and ph on to gold conjugate um or and today i'll be making a latex conjugate um and striking membrane so uh yeah we, we did we make our own buffers so you know if it's something we do have a, a set amount of buffers on hand made by our staff but sure. if it's something weird like than two molar tris for treating a urine sample. Well, we're we're going to make that on our own. So, um, so yeah, as a research scientist, you, you do it all. You're you're expected to do, and and learn very quickly. Um, and that's kind of what makes DCM so special in the development stage.
2: And is this um? So you you mentioned you're just at the start of a new project. Is this the is is this the, the the best part of the process? Is this the most fun bit, or is it, or have you got like more of a preference as you go through the whole process? Because as you say, these things aren't—you know—they're not quick. You know, you don't do the whole thing in like a week or two. You know, it, it's over a number of months. So, what's what's the kind of most what's the most fun bit for you? This is my favorite.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you you cut it right on the head. Um, I I come from academics, so um, I mean a long time ago. But it's always you know fun to get in and sort of you know tack down the big things first and see, oh gosh, this is not going to work at all. Oh, but this looks promising and, and sort of head in that direction. Mm. Um, this is the part of development that's most close to research. So uh, it's very exciting for me to see what works and what doesn't. And, um, you know, to get a good stable conjugate is always like a, oh yeah, good job. You, you earned another cup of coffee. Absolutely, um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Definitely. Our, t- our, team, our team are like that in, the, in, in our labs for sure. They're like, yes, we've got a result, and, and, brilliant, and, coffee time.
1: And you know, if you don't
2: get a stable result then that means you get a beer <laughs>
1: so you can be happy either way <laughs>
2: yeah no i'm, I'm um, certainly not going to profess that i don't think to our team uh, they they'd be like oh yeah we didn't get a good result this time more beers please
1: <laughs> more beer yep <laughs> um Excellent. yeah it, it is the most exciting part for me uh I, I really like this early stage and um i i've been you know sort of been lucky to get on a whole bunch of different early stage projects it's just fun to You know, when the client sees something and it's a positive result, because we can, we've got sort of tips and tricks to, you know, kind of go sort of fast track it and be like, okay, we know based on this and this and this, it's happened before and the basic principles of lateral flow, we know sort of what's going to have the best potential of working. So we can skip right to that. Yeah, you um, got, and the you, client gets that's pretty excited.
2: <laughs> yeah, you get to kind of you get a you, through experience. You kind of get to know what a good starting point is. Um, you know, kind of a w- yeah, w- where definitely. to start with based on sample, based on what they're trying to test for and everything else, right?
1: Yes, yeah, and then the different sample matrices. Some are easier. Some are very difficult. Yeah. Um, so we kind of have ways ways of navigating
2: that. So so, what's a, what? What do you think is the most difficult one then? I, I I think I've got a feeling of what you're going to say, but I'll I'll let you I'll let you say it.
1: <laughs> well, there. So I, I would say that the some of there are some easier ones. So, um, you know, for instance, plasma doesn't change a ton between um, person to person. The pH stays the same. Um, and, and it might change based on a disease state, but it's not super super diverse uh fecal matter on the other hand is very diverse <laughs> and very you know it requires a lot of treatment filtration and things like that so that can be a very difficult one to work in
2: yeah i had a feeling um, you were going to say fecal matter
1: Ugh. yeah <laughs> not, not everyone's cup of tea yeah well i hope it's not their cup of tea <laughs> they, they need to get another cup
2: of tea <laughs> <laughs> for sure oh great stuff Okay, so I mean, you get you, by the sounds <laughs> of it, you get you get to see like a lot of um, you know kind of new things coming through, and as you say, especially if you you kind of like like to do the front end of stuff. So um, you know, th- there's lots of there's lots of uh, new things happening in the world of lateral flow from a technical perspective at the moment. You know, everything from labels to new materials to reader systems and everything. Um, you know, kind of yeah. can you outline? See if you can outline some of the kind of new developments and trends that you're seeing that, uh, you know, that, that, that you're getting excited about.
1: Okay. So there, there are, yes, I love all the reader stuff and the materials are very interesting as well. I'm a particle person. So of course I love the labels. Um, and I, I've heard you get into chemistry for one of two reasons, it's either you like fire or you like colors. And for <laughs> me, it was, I like colors. And so when I was in graduate school and kind of learning about, um, you know especially plasmonic options it was like oh this is really cool and seeing all the different things and that was when kathy murphy murphy was coming out with her rods and um and involved with the c synthesis and someone once told me in an interview that i looked like her and i was like oh that's that's the best compliment it's like
2: saying i'm iron man you know <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah pretty great yeah oh, uh, you, but well,
1: i that's
2: that's what i'm Sorry, go ahead. No, no, carry on, carry on, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, I
1: was just going to say, that that's what I get the most excited about, is seeing all the different labels, um, the different sizes, the different shapes. Um, It seems like people are very, you know, they want to stay with a sort of isotropic particle, so a spherical particle, but that's just because that's what a client knows. Um, Sometimes they come in and they say, oh, we want gold. We don't want any of your your other fancy offerings. It's like, oh, but the fancy offerings could help you here. Um, but they're so used to saying they're, they're so used to seeing gold. So it's just we want gold. We want to stick with gold. Um, but then the clients come in that say, "Oh, you know, we want our control line and our test line to be different colors, um, or we want you know multiple lines on a strip because we want to multiplex and we where we want to look at the the cross reactivity between those, and that can come with colors. Um, and that's where I get really excited personally. Uh, I like seeing all the different labels, all the different um, not just dyes. I think dyes dyes are kind of too easy. Uh, I like seeing different plasmonic labels. Um, we are, DCN is now distributing the particles from nanocomposites. So they have a regular colloidal gold, which is covalent. So you do attachment just in a slightly different way than the passive absorption that you usually do for gold. Um, but then they also have their gold nanoshells. So they've got, just like rods, they've got, you know, two um, two bands UV Viz that make them look um, really dark teal so a very dark blue color and that's very different from the red that you see on the strip so um, we are using those as well uh, in our development which is really interesting so I love those sorts of things Great. that's where I get excited for
2: yeah thing. no I, 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 I can only agree I think you know certainly I speak for myself and, and the rest of our team as well you know we we, we get excited about the similar you know similar things um, obviously, you can imagine from our nanorod perspective, um, and just just the kind of the response from that we've seen from people in the market. As as you mentioned, you have clients that have they're used to gold and they're used to seeing those red lines on on um, you know red solutions in bottles. Um, but actually, when you show them the various different colours and how that translates through to a, onto a membrane into a test uh, system, and that you can show the added advantage around the multiplexing and so on. You know, they, they get that's when they can they kind of get really excited just as much as we do, then. So, I think uh, certainly it's exciting from our point, point of view, and it's great to hear that you know somebody else, um, you know, has a similar similar vision and view around it. What do you think the future um, holds for lateral flow technology?
1: You know, it's a great question, and I, I think about it a lot, but there's just so much to say. <laughs>
2: um,
1: so I think. <laughs> I think that readers will definitely are 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 certainly getting better. So what we've seen a lot is people move toward uh, reader-based assays because if they want sensitivity, they've got to you know eventually go fluorescent if that's something that they really really want. Um, so uh, I think the reader technology is just getting better and better and better. I don't I am not sure about you know cell phone cameras yet. Um, they they might you know with Novarum and things like that. That that might be an avenue. But we've only seen reader technology get better and better and better. And I think in terms of um, filters and in terms of really dialing it into a certain optical signature of a certain particle, uh, I think that they can become very attuned to just one optical signature. Um, So I see them sort of getting better sensitivity-wise that way. Um, Multiplexing, you had a great uh, podcast on multiplexing. Last episode, uh, definitely, we've we've done some tests that are oh, a lot of lines, so many lines that we had to buy a bigger <laughs> nitrocellulose to put them all on there, oh, wow. um, and and that's what that's what people are going towards. Um, they want you know more bang for your buck, not just one test line, one control line, but maybe maybe seven, maybe eight, maybe more.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so I certainly think that that's and but of course that increases the. the it, it Gets a lot more complicated when you have more lines. Indeed. Um, but I think I think that's definitely a, a, an area that people are going to as well. So it, it's a very simple, it's relatively simple technology that um, that you know, but has a lot of promise. Still, it hasn't died yet, like everyone
2: expected it to. No, I I agree. I think I think I can only see it growing. In, in all honesty, and I'm not saying that just because I'm in the in the market. Um, I don't want to put any bias on it, but I think. As you see, with with uh, you know the creation of new biomarkers and biomarker fingerprinting and stuff, you know identifying new ones all the time for different infectious diseases and lots of other autoimmune diseases and so on. I think, but with each of these biomarkers have you know more than one target. Uh, you know, so the hence there where you probably need to add you know the as you mentioned in some instances, six, seven, eight lines, you know, cause you need a full panel there then to say, well, okay, that's the, that's the fingerprint for this biomarker, which indicates X, Y, Z. Um, you know, so, uh, but you need to have positives on all those, but obviously there's, there's pros and cons on that. If you put in multiple strips all on one, all on one, uh, you know, piece of nitrocellulose as opposed to, you know, just one line, one target line on multiple different strips of nitrocellulose and, yeah, you know, and as you mentioned, the, the podcast, uh, Mike Mansfield from Millipore, you know, kind of described some of those pros and cons in the last episode. Um, you know, so I'm glad, I'm glad you enjoyed that. Um, yeah, <laughs> I've got ai have got a two, two questions for you. Uh, sorry, if, uh, I, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Um, oh, that's OK. You're fine. Great. Um, so I've got a, a, a recent I've just uh, penned an article for Diagnostics World uh, magazine, um, which will be published soon. Um, and it's about um, uh, it, it kind of ties in with the whole multiplexing thing and about getting people to think about you know to stop making single line throwaway tests to help reduce the plastic burden um, you know because obviously that's a that's a big issue at the moment in terms of um, you know single-use plastics being thrown away and obviously the majority of ours in in our industry kind of get incinerated but obviously ones that over the counter which is probably you know, know, quite a large proportion of single-use plastics, you know, from pregnancy tests, for example, you know, just get thrown straight into a commercial bin, um, you know, and then who knows where they end up, uh, probably in landfill. Right. So we're kind of, you know, so for me, uh, uh, you know, around the future lateral flow, I think, you know, we should be kind of asking developers and other, you know, groups within the industry that, you know, that we all work in and that, that we all serve, um, you know, around kind of what are we doing as an industry and as a group to kind of help reduce that plastic burden. And obviously, we've got plastics in the, the single-use um, housings. There's obviously some form of plastic in the nitrocellulose um, you know, with, mm-hmm. with the lamination um, you know, tapes and all the rest of it. So um, when I'm at the conference in, in a couple of weeks' time, we'll, you know, I'm going to talk to a few of the suppliers there around kind of what their plans are around it, if they've got any. You know, they might. People don't necessarily always think of these things and, and consider them, or whether they yes. they've got bigger the business problems to deal with. Um, but uh, you mentioned reader technology, right? So, and we were saying about like yeah. cam- camera phones, um, you know, not necessarily as good as our eyes. So imagine if we were able to integrate a reader system on a little one centimeter by one centimeter meter um you know kind of contact lens that would be able to kind of give you to be able to look at something from a qualitative perspective so you can see the difference but then be able to capture the data somehow you know in 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 this kind of contact lens imagine if we had something like that that would be amazing that
1: would be fantastic
2: because it it would it would remove you know subjectivity and things like
1: that you know you see it i don't sort of thing exactly
2: Exactly, we're all looking yeah. at we're all looking at the same thing and capturing our data. So uh, you know that's maybe 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 someone I will invent that kind of technology. Maybe we'll help them invent it. Who knows? Um, but oh, that um, would be super cool. Yeah. You know, but uh, we've got self landing rockets now. We've got self driving cars pretty soon. So why not? We, why can't we have these kind of things? I know. I
1: just I, I wish there were more hours in my day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> maybe, you know, who who knows? Maybe that's something that we'll do in about five ten years time together
1: yeah that would be really interesting yeah I, i've never even thought about something like that um but uh, you know i bet someone has
2: that someone's working <laughs> on it right now yeah yeah if not they should they will be after listening to this yeah i know I <laughs> stole an idea we need to patent that pretty quick darn it <laughs> right, i'm gonna i'm just gonna just gonna email the ipo office right <laughs> just all that yeah do it real quick yeah yeah let's get that patented <laughs> for sure Right. Brilliant stuff. Well, thanks very much for your time. I appreciate it. Okay. Right. Well, you have a great morning, um, you know, and have a great rest of the day. And I, again, I really appreciate your time and uh, talking. It's, it's been really great to kind of get your insight on, uh, on the whole lateral flow world and, and a little bit more, get a bit more of an understanding of what you do and what DCN does. Um, it's fantastic. You guys do great work there, um, you know, and I'm sure we'll uh, certainly cross paths and work together in the future.
1: Absolutely. Uh, thanks. It's been a lot of fun. I've really
2: enjoyed it. it gets my morning going. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Have a great day, Chris, thanks very much.
0: That's all from SonaCast this week. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe to make sure you don't miss future episodes. Also, make sure to follow us on social media to keep up to date with all the latest news and analysis from Team Sona. On Twitter, at Sona Nanotech. On LinkedIn, just search for Sona Nanotech Inc. And on Instagram, Sona underscore Nanotech team sonar will be attending various industry events throughout 2019 including the lateral flow course in san diego medica in dusseldorf and aacc in anaheim where we will be recording future podcasts if you'd like to be one of our special guests get in touch with us through any of our social media channels also we would love to get your feedback on sonacast so please get in touch to let us know what you think or if you have any ideas for future guests or content